0: to oh,
1: yeah. give more power to the people For God's sake, give more power to new Metro augusta this is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the October 21st edition of local matters a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen today's show is brought to you by my own firm, Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. And it is jam-packed with four guests, We'll start off with Attorney Ben Allen, who will address the issue of the special purpose sales and use tax for education that is on your ballot this time around. And then we'll have all three candidates who are seeking to represent District 4 on the Richmond County School Board. Uh, we'll start off with Mr. Javon Jones, then we'll go to the incumbent, Dr. Wayne Frazier. After that, we will talk to Ms. Leah Abney. Thanks so much for being with us and hope this provides you with information that you need to make good decisions for yourself. I have several guests on the show today, one of whom is attorney Ben Allen. He has been an attorney in our community for many years, and one of his projects is something you will find on the ballot this time around. Uh, You will see special election, and under special election, you will see Board of Education Special Purpose Sales and Use Tax. Mr. Allen, how are you doing today?
2: I am well. Glad to be here. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Hey, tell us a little bit about your role with the Board of Education and a little bit about what this special purpose sales and use tax is.
2: Sure. Uh, I'm working um, with the uh, school board attorney and a group of concerned citizens um, trying to get the uh, information out about this uh, local option sales tax that the school board uses, uh, has been using for more than uh, 20 years. Um, What we're trying to do is make sure that people know uh, that there's something on the ballot other than for people who are running for office that we have this idea of the continuation of a tax that the school board has been the recipient of for uh, 23 years, in fact. Uh, And we want it to continue uh, because it has done a a lot of good things for our community, particularly our children.
1: Great, and you say continuation, I just wanna emphasize that, uh, which means that we are already paying this penny and, and
2: that's, this, that's is this, this is not a new tax. This uh, is not a new tax. It is a continuation of one that was first put in place in 1997, and for every five years after that, uh, we have come back before uh, the citizens of Richmond County, asking the citizens to uh, to to continue uh, to support local education, because that's what you're doing. Um, uh, you know, normally. Uh, uh, the education system is supported by property taxes, but by having this local option sales tax, what we have done, we expanded um, the, the role of individuals who can participate in supporting our education system. In fact, um, my understanding that uh, you know, 40% of the taxes that are paid, uh, paid by people who may not actually live in Richmond County, but they come here to shop which means that we've expanded the base of those persons who are going to contribute and support the education of our children here in Richmond County.
1: Okay, thank you. And one of the things I'd like to point out in terms of the limitations on the money, I noticed on the ballot, it says that this tax would raise not more than $230 million over, that approximate five year time period. Um, how can that money be utilized?
2: It can only be utilized for brick and mortar type uh, projects. That's you know, one, one time it was extremely limited as to what you could do in terms of building new buildings, uh, rehabbing existing buildings. But now they're giving us a little bit more leeway that we can do one thing that we really much need to do here in Richmond County. And, and, uh, and that, that is provide uh, the, the technology that our children need in terms of uh, uh, getting online and utilizing the internet uh, to get an education. Um, uh, we, we're going to use uh, probably 30, 40 million dollars uh, of that money um, to assist with technology, uh, basically making sure that every child in Richmond County has a computer, and we're also going to also be working not uh, to make sure, you know, having a computer is one thing, but having access to the internet is another thing. And, and so, uh, you know, we're going to be pushed forward, trying to make sure that children not only have uh, computers, but also have access to the internet. So this is going to be a part of what we're doing. And so uh, I, I can't emphasize uh, how important it is that we continue Uh, to support this one penny.
1: And I think in terms of gathering support, uh, you provided me with some materials in advance of the interview, and it mentioned that there has been a committee established uh, that is working community-wide to uh, get information out, um, explain why this uh, continuation of the tax is so important, uh, and do that from a a uh, community-based perspective. Can you talk a little bit about the name of that committee and uh, the work that they have been doing?
2: Yeah, it's a committee that, in fact, uh, one of the things that we're gonna probably be meeting by Zoom today, the committee, and the, um, one of the co-chairpersons of that committee is Tyrone Butler. Tyrone is uh, known to a lot of people here in this community. He's uh, the executive director for the Augusta Mini Theater, and has been the executive director for a number of years. Uh, he is uh, working with us on that committee. Uh, and then we have other citizens um, uh, working with us on the committee uh, just and, and the role of the committee is, is really twofold. Number one, uh, to educate ourselves about the progress that the board would like to put in place. And after we educate ourselves, then we can uh, serve as surrogates going out in the community, advocating on behalf of the board, telling people, hey, look, this is what the board has done in the past. This is what the board uh, proposes to do in the future. Because if you look at, um, monies that have been uh, obtained through this uh, sales tax in the past. Every project has been completed on time and under budget. And there's no reason to expect it, things to be different if this continuation of the one-cent local option sale tax is continued because um, we have the personnel in place who oversee uh, these things and uh, we expect projects to be completed uh, in a timely fashion, and we expect the project to be completed under budget.
1: Okay, And I noticed you can drive around the community and you'll see construction happening at various schools. Um, It probably stands to reason, correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, this funding source has been used for most of those renovation projects.
2: That is correct. We've had projects at um, uh, Richmond Academy. In fact, if you you drive there, you'll see um, that that there's renovation going on, and then new construction actually is going on at Richmond Academy. There are other things um, that's going to be a part of this continuation that's going to be done at Richmond Academy. If you drive over at uh, TW Josie, you'll see where there's been a combination of Josie and Murphy Middle School, and a lot of construction have gone on there, and Part of this money, if the penny continues, would be to uh, finish up these projects uh, and add some addition. Uh, One of the things that, uh, really, uh, the school system had done, if you take a look at Josie, had the the Marion bond, vocational wing at the school, which uh, we're we're telling kids that it's okay uh, to want to get a marketable skill in something other than just liberal arts degree when you go into college it's okay to uh, learn how to use your hand it's okay because um, uh, you know one of the things that I learned uh, a few years back uh, I was talking to a person who owned a car dealership and that person was telling me that uh, his mechanic was the highest paid person on his uh, on his payroll uh, and and you know so he was telling me that if you have a marketable skill uh, and you're good at what you do, uh, you can make a, a better than average living. And that's one of the things that the school system uh, uh, has, has recognized and is working towards. And if you, um, there's also on the drawing board, and which is a part of, of this, this, this continuation, there's going to be a new, um, two new elementary schools on the drawing board. Um, these are all necessitated because of the increased population that we're seeing here in richmond county they're both going to be in south richmond county Uh, that's the area that uh, we have experienced some growth
1: all right very good i've got 30 seconds remaining uh please tell us uh what you want my listeners to know about supporting this tax
2: it's important to support this tax one of the things that um Educators will tell you if you read the literature on it, that the conditions of a school uh, have a direct link to what type of education a child will receive. You know, if if a child goes to school and the the building is uh, in the classroom, all of these things are comfortable, Uh, the lighting is uh, is, is where it should be, and they have the... uh, equipment in place that they need, i.e. computers, uh, then that child is more apt to uh, do a good job of learning. And also, it it, it affects uh, how teachers feel. You know, if a teacher go to a a building that's uh, conducive to learning, uh, they will want to be there. And they'll do their job uh, better. That's what the literature tells us. So I'm encouraging um, all uh, people in Richmond County, all voters, to go out and vote yes for the continuation of the local option sales tax. All
1: right. Thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, And we wish you well with this endeavor. Thank you. The first candidate that we're going to talk to today is Ms. Javon Jones. She is running for school board district four. How are you doing today, Ms. Jones?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I am great. Hey, I got two questions that our listeners will want to hear from you about. Uh, The first question is, tell us what is the most significant accomplishment of yours in your public life?
0: Oh, goodness. It's been difficult to to, um, think about one, (laughs) but um, I'm going to really focus on uh, what's been the most rewarding for me which is making an impact in the lives of students. I've been teaching for 13 years. Um, I'm a product of the Richmond County School System, and I actually came back to Richmond County not thinking that I would ever come back to service the students in Richmond County, and I've been teaching for eight years um, at Deer Chase Elementary School the entire time. And in that time, as a music teacher, I touch everybody, I teach every student in the school. So the relationships that I've made with students and built with students have been so rewarding. Um, I'm such a creative, so I've been able to do things like put on um, shows for the students and for the school. But not only that, Just being able to to love on children because a lot of times the children do not get... Everything they need in the home. They come to school to build relationships with students, but also to build relationships with their teachers. And just to know that, you know, my teacher knows me, my teacher knows my name and and I'm learning them as individuals. That's been a very rewarding experience and and all the hard work that I've done um, in the school where I didn't do it for any accolade but all the hard work that I've done I've been awarded the opportunity to be Richmond County Teacher of the Year and that was something that I never ever ever thought would ever happen to me because I'm your your fine arts teachers are sometimes overlooked people don't deem it as important as general education courses but they don't realize how much a fine arts teacher can tie in all the subject areas and how hard we work to work with all the students in the school every single day so it was so rewarding to know that the the staff of my school even thought enough about me to think that I go above and beyond to be impactful to the students at Deer Chase but not only that those that were coming into my classroom and watching me teach and watching me engage with my students that they felt it's if what I do was just that phenomenal to be rewarded on a district level. So that has been, this education thing has been so rewarding for me and and being able to get what I call the ultimate achievement for educator, which is to be the Richmond County District year. And and then even in the midst of a pandemic, I was um, given the golden apple award and that kind of, once again, blew me away just not spending that's been years later so I've just been grateful to be able to be an impact to the students of Richmond County school system and I'm ready to be impactful for the school system but in a new way as the district four member of Richmond County Board of Education. All
1: right thank you and our next question if you are successful in getting elected to represent district four tell me what your first priority would be.
0: Um, I would say, um, for me, the priority of the school system needs to be academic achievement. So everything that I do that I've been pushing on this campaign trail has been centered around that. We need to make sure that we get our school system back to thriving as it was when I was in school as a product of the Richmond County school system. We have to look at those things that have been affecting our academic achievement. What's been the reason or the root cause behind The demise and and go in and figure out how we reform those things. Uh, We have to be open enough and, and humble enough to reach out to school systems that are thriving over the state of Georgia and find out what they're doing and use them as models to help us better our school system. And and in that we have to go back and restore some of the best practices that might have been working for um, our school system back when I was in school even and, and try to restore those things and, and do some of those practices again because if they were working, Then there's no reason not to implement them again and then lastly bringing on some revival bringing in some innovation these this 2020 students are not the way they were when I was in school and so we cannot teach them the same way we can't stay in the old mindset of things and the way that we used to do things totally we have to meet them where they are we have to see how they learn best we have to see what resources they need individually and we really need to focus on 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 bringing those resources to them. So I really believe we need to reform, restore, and revive this school system, really looking at academic achievement, pulling it apart, looking at the things that affect academic achievement like educator preparedness, um, parental involvement, equity, and and really, really dissect these things to see what we've been doing and, and see what needs to be fixed in these areas so that we can get our students where they need to be.
1: All right, thank you. And the one last thing I'd like you to tell our listeners, um, if they want to learn more about you, Miss Jones, how do they do that?
0: Well, um, I do have a website and that is www.jjonesdistrict4.com. And on my website, you'll see my platform um, as well as um, some just information about me and my accolades and my schooling. And um, even if someone wants to donate to the campaign, it's not too late. They can also donate there. And I also have a Facebook page, and that is Javon Jones for District 4. And again, that's Javon Jones for District 4. And you can just look up Javon Jones. You might see a couple of pages, but uh, you can follow the one that says Javon Jones for District 4, and you can get information about me. And we share a lot of information on there just about the school system and just education in general that might be of interest to you.
1: Thank you so much. Dr. Wayne Frazier, who is the incumbent in district four is going to answer our questions as well. Dr. Frazier, how are you doing today?
3: Doing fine, excellent.
1: Great, great. Hey, I know you've been in public life now for a long time. So if you could tell us, if you look back over the years, uh, what is your greatest accomplishment?
3: Okay, if I had to say uh, one, For me, it would be uh, when I was a principal in the school system. uh, One of the things I'm most proud of is when I was able to uh, galvanize our community and stakeholders, as well as parents and students. to a situation where we work together without blaming each other for the conditions of uh, the education system and the education process in Richmond County. And when I was able to do that uh, as a principal that turned into uh, progress as it relates to, for instance, at Tuttman Mill School, we made AYP for the first time in history of that school and we did it less than six months and then uh, to put the icing on the cake, we came back at the at the following year and made AYP again and was taken off the, the school failing list by the state. And the uh, second school was, uh, I believe it was the alternative school where we the children had no transportation. The children had zero transportation and they had to walk uh, to school because of minor infractions at their home homeschool. And these are children who came from families, most of who didn't have a single car uh, uh, and most of them were being raised by their grandparents. Uh, so we was able to get transportation uh, for those students to come to school and the attendance rate at that school came up at least one third uh, uh, that means two thirds of the children wasn't coming to school. I mean, excuse me, one third of the children wasn't coming to school. So uh, that increased the attendance rate as well as the success rate at the alternative school uh, by just getting transportation. And I think that the last thing I would say is that we was, we was at Glen Hills High School, a, a school had never made, uh, hadn't made AYP in approximately five years. That school made AYP and subsequently had the highest graduation rate in the state of Georgia. So if I would say uh, what my greatest accomplishment was, was getting those parents and teachers and students uh, galvanized to work together uh, for those accomplishments.
1: Thank you, and my next question is if you are reelected, tell us uh, what would be your first priority.
3: I think uh, my first priority would be to continue to work on the relationship uh, between myself and other board members because I understand perfectly that uh, if the leaders are not uh, working closely together and have a positive relationship, relationships, there's no way that we're going to make a positive impact on the school system because we are where the buck stops. We are the leaders, so we cannot blame the the superintendent, uh, parents, teachers, or any administrators uh, for the failure of the school system because it starts and stops with us. We are the leaders. Uh, So what I will continue to do to work on those relationships as well as continue to go out in the community And foster relationships uh, with organizations, especially uh, parent organizations and civic organizations, as relates to uh, getting those students who are struggling the most the sources they need to improve. A lot of times we say we wanna be treated equal. So if you give school A a million dollars, school B may need a million dollars. In fact, what I found a lot of times we waste money doing that because uh, school A and school B may have different needs and all of it not surrounding money. So uh, one of the things that I, I would be working on real close is what is the equity needs uh, in the schools. One of the things I found in my in some of the, most of the schools i work the money wasn't the major problems as much as was social and emotional needs of our students and having the right type of people in front of them in the classroom. uh, One of the things that we work on is having uh, uh, qualified and certified teachers and they may not be all the time the the right teacher. So my goal would get the right teacher in front of uh, our students.
1: Okay. And Dr. Frazier, if our listeners want to learn more about you, tell us where they can go.
3: Uh Dr. Frazier. Excuse me, Dr. Wayne Frazier.com. Dr. Wayne and the, the the DR is a small, all small uh so you, you don't have to put no capitalization on it. I'm a little doctor, I'm not a big doctor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Dr. Wayne Yes, ma'am.
1: Thank you so much for joining me today.
3: Yes, ma'am. And thank you.
1: Our third candidate for the District 4 Richmond County Board of Education race is Miss Leah Abney. How are you doing today, Miss Abney? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And of course, the first question I have for you is, tell us about your most significant accomplishment in your public life. Um, In my public
4: life, I would say my most significant accomplishment would be um, mentoring a lot of the teens that I've had the pleasure of um, coming in contact with. Um, I'm a founder of a nonprofit organization called Victory Leadership Group, and where I've mentored about 200 teens. And so... um, What I find is over time, over the years, they come back and they let me know what they have accomplished that um, based on the courses and programs that we offer in Victory Leadership Group that has impacted their decisions and their um, life goals. So I would say that would be my most um, public
1: accomplishment. Thank you. And then the next question for our listeners is... Uh, Tell us what your priorities would be if you are elected to the Richmond County Board of Education.
4: Um, I would say that um, one of my areas that I want to focus on, which really relates to the first question, is ensuring that we are connected with the right people in the community. Um, And that is based off of um, community-based partnerships. Those community-based partnerships allow us to be able to solve some of the issues that the school probably cannot solve and also to tap into resources. So that would be one of the things that I would would want to be able to do is um, reestablish trust with the community, with our families, with our parents. in the community as well, to ensure that their children are getting the best education that they desire for them to have, to be able to accomplish their own. A
1: uh, website or a Facebook page or any place else where our listeners can go to find out more about you, Ms. Abney.
4: Absolutely. They can actually visit um, my Facebook page at Elect Leah Abney for District 4 on Facebook. And then also, if you just want to learn a little bit about what I do, um, you can also visit um, leahabneyllc.biz.
1: All righty. Having said that, thank you very much. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about you? Um,
4: yes, I do have a master's degree in public administration and policy, where I, and I have over 30 years experience in writing policy and also ensuring that uh, organizations have the right resources and funding as well as manpower to do the work that's necessary um, for the organizations. So I do hope that you do go to the polls, go early and vote and vote for Leah Abney for District 4.
1: All right. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I hope that was informative for you. I expect this to be an extremely interesting race from the standpoint that uh, every candidate in this race has a master's degree or higher. You've got two former educators, uh, as well as one in the race who actually grew up in the Augusta area, and two others were transplants. Also of note is that District 4 actually has the highest concentration of African-Americans of any district in, the, uh, in Richmond County. The uh, percentage of African-Americans there is over 70 percent. So the outcome of this race is very critical for those uh, of us who are very concerned about the future of the African-American community and how we are educated in our public school system. For next week's show, uh, October 28th, we'll have the candidates for District 5. Uh, that will be uh, the last uh, show before the actual election date of November 3rd. I would expect to come back on November 4th with a wrap-up show, just like I did at the after back in uh Uh, August after the runoff elections, I gave an overview of the election and sort of what happened and what didn't happen. Uh, I'll do something similar uh, this time around to capture uh, the local and state races. So I will look forward to that on November 4th. As always, if you are interested in catching a show Uh, If you want to send that show to a friend or family member that is out of town, it is very easy to share those. If you go to Local Matters Podcast, uh, they're on SoundCloud. All of my shows are there. All of my shows are also on my website, which is JaniceAllenJackson.weebly.com. I have a local matters tab there, uh, and it includes all of the shows that I have done since I began this program back on March the 4th. I would... Uh, I admonish you all to please uh, check for your absentee ballots. If you did request an absentee ballot, uh, we discussed some time ago how do you go to the My Voter page at the Georgia Secretary of State's website to track your ballot. Uh, You can see if it's been issued. Uh, If it has been quite a while, do not be shy about contacting the Board of Elections. They are there to assist you uh, to make sure that you get that ballot. So I would encourage you to check with them if you have requested an absentee ballot and have not received one. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this information has been helpful for you. Uh, We bring you local matters, as I've said many times, not to endorse candidates, but to expose you to the process so you have a better understanding of the roles and responsibilities of the people that you're electing uh, and that uh, you feel engaged and feel like you have a voice in determining what happens in your community. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.